Just because it's the bye week doesn't mean we still can't talk Auburn football. Let's do that on this Friday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go. What's up, Auburn family? TGIF, man. Hope everybody out there has had a good week. Little weekend all for us, Blake. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Like I said, no Auburn football this week, guys, but we still got some other games to get in here and talk about. And we figured we'd get in here tonight. Kind of look at the statistics, Blake. Look at how our Tigers are doing at the five way, at the five game mark here, almost halfway. Uh, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, Dustin. Glad to be here. Uh, ready to talk a little Auburn football, like always. Uh, you know, it's kind of a down week when Auburn's not playing. Uh, hard to get the juices flowing, but still, uh, there's football tonight. There's football for like 53 out of the next 54 days or something crazy like that. So we'll we'll take it, brother. We will take it, and I, I'm excited. Uh, anytime we got football on the television, uh, I'm down for it. 100%. Uh, a lot of good games in the SEC slate this weekend, man. A lot of games at uh, eyeballs at College Station, mm-hmm. eyeballs in uh, Missouri. I'm interested to see how the Missouri Tigers do, man. And uh, I just want that game to be really physical. Mm-hmm. I don't really care how it wins. We'll make our pick at the end of the day here. And uh, I want my pick to win out. But truthfully, I just want LSU to get beat up as much as possible. That's why mm-hmm. all I really care about in that one. But uh well, if we're going to hop in here, man, and take kind of a deep dive tonight. And so some of these stats and uh, just kind of if we thought, kind of take go back to what we thought in the preseason. Is just going the way we thought it was? How can it be improved? How much can it be improved if it can be improved? Uh, before we get into that, some injury news came out this weekend. Masad Neely Kite is out for the year with a torn bicep. Hmm. Huge blow, Blake, to our defensive line in the depth there. <laughs> You remember we talked about it before the season started, right? And uh, we said that this was the last thing that could really happen to this Auburn team was we couldn't uh, we couldn't afford to start losing guys, right, Dustin? So uh, now you really need Keldrick Falk to be that freshman. You know, you, you need him to step up. Uh, and, you know, Auburn went through this last year, all right? So uh, you had guys go down last year, and, and so – uh, you're looking at these younger guys, and it, it's hard to say, hey, next man up, right? It, it's hard to say that. But I feel like you got a, a five-star sitting right there that we've seen flashes, but now it's time that you you got to get it there, all right? You, you got to let loose and go get it. So uh, we're thankful that we have him, uh, little brother on the way. You know, they're going to be a deadly combo. Uh, but I still think I still think this group is going to be okay. It's unfortunate what happened, uh, but you know it's been plug and play, man. Plug and play, and and next man up is is bad as I hate to say that, uh, but I, I think we're going to be all right, Dustin. I hear you. I'm just it's what I was worried about. I'm starting to get concerned with the depth, especially in that interior part of the defensive line. You just Gonna have to move some guys around. Some guys are gonna have to play a lot of snaps, but we talked about it. You know, everyone talked about it all the offseason. There, the guys weren't there. They were gonna have to stay healthy. And you know, it's funny because so many people during the game were calling that a a fake injury. You know, mm-hmm. that we were trying to slow down the Georgia tempo. And turns out it's not 
not quite what it was. I know how it looked. It did look like it, but uh, yeah, not the case. Uh, Austin Keys, Blake. They said that the way I read this was, and you can correct me if I if I misread it, but um, they basically said that he 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 might be available here towards the end of the season. That I think Hughes' words were, "We're going to make a decision on that." And I think the way they're looking at that would probably be what is our record? Can we still save his eligibility with a medical red shirt or whatever the case may be with, or I don't even know if it would have to be medical because it, it could just be, a, I don't, I'm not sure what uh, Austin Key's red shirt situation is, mm-hmm. but I know that he only played what in one game. So he would still have, if he hasn't used his regular red shirt already, he would still have that available. If not, I'm pretty sure he would be able to get cleared for uh, a medical. Never know with the NCAA. They're coming out today and saying, we messed up with this North Carolina wide receiver. Like, yeah. Whatever. That was so weird. Just a poop show. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, what do you kind of, what do you think about that one? Cause with, I, with me, it's almost like, it is it's record pending, right? Like if we're sitting there at like four and four and he can come back, I'm kind of saying I'd probably save him. But if we make some noise here and maybe we're we're five and two or four and three or something like that, and he can come back, and then it's like, okay, we'll come back and finish strong, especially if we if another guy goes out, because Nixon and uh Eugene, we're gonna get into that here. We'll talk about the diva, they're playing a ton of snaps. Yeah, that's the thing is what is what does it look down uh two to three weeks down the road? What does it look like? You know, are are we are we even more beat up? Do we need the, the the body? Do we need keys back? What is the record looking like? Are we, you know, in contention to win nine games, to maybe, you know, eight to nine games? You know, it's just – it's all about um, are we in contention to, to make some noise and go to uh, a nice bowl game or, or something like that, you know? Um, I don't – I'm not sure if he plays again this year. Yeah. So kind of the same thing with Damari. Now, Damari, they said he could be back soon. So maybe if he can be yeah. back soon, then they're going to let him go. Um, but I also kind of feel the same way about that one. Let's say he's not able to go with LSU. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he's questionable for Ole Miss. I, I don't know. Um, he might be able to go versus LSU from my understanding of it. Yeah. But uh, So that's kind of the same situation there. Let's, let's wait and see because we're not hurting it running back right now, but you're one play away. If Batie goes down, then you're looking and going, oh, God, we need Damari. So uh, – you know, just interesting and, stuff to watch there as well. But we need these guys to get healthy, man. I want JD back first LSU. And and Jarquez with the ankle, you know. I mean yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you uh you look at Damari and I, I think if, if he was to come back, um, you know, I think you would go back to seeing the three backs and I still think he would get his touches. But T would probably get uh what Damari was getting now. Uh, but I, I still think Damari would get his. So, uh, yeah, we need him back, man. We need Damari back. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man, let's hop over here and look at these statistics. And uh, like we mentioned Simpson there real quick, uh, he should be good to go, but we definitely saw at the end of that fourth quarter <laughs> first all, uh, first Georgia. It is a big drop-off when Jalen Simpson is not in the game. You want, There's been a lot of talk this week about what exactly happened with Brock Bowers. Jalen Simpson got hurt. But look, Blake, let's go ahead and talk about some of these stats, man. So first one I wanted to touch on was uh, coming off of Saturday versus Georgia, we ran the ball really well. I thought we have ran the ball pretty well. And then also a concern coming into the season was stopping the run. But uh, through five games here, we're averaging 202 yards a game rushing, and we're giving up 128.6 yards a game. So from the rushing standpoint, Blake, uh, if you would have told me before the season Auburn's going to be running for 200 yards, I would have said, cool we need to do that 
and uh, that's successful. So I think that the the offensive line has had some struggles in short yardage situations. The third one, sometimes they're just not making the plays. And uh, obviously the penalties were cleaned up a little bit Saturday. We'll clean up a lot Saturday. But through the first four games, the penalties on the O-line were a, a problem. But overall, I think that the running game has been upgraded significantly. I think that the offensive line that we brought into the portal was a big upgrade uh, from what we had last year. Your overall thoughts on just how we're running the ball through five weeks here, Blake? Yeah, man, a huge upgrade from last <laughs> year. A huge upgrade. Um, I, look, we kind of went into the season thinking, you know, that we were going to run the football. We knew that Hugh and, and Philip Montgomery wanted to throw it. Uh, you know, you want to impress the Perry Thompsons and the Ryan Williamses and all that stuff, the guys, the Nikars and things like that. But we knew we were going to have to lean on this run game a, a good portion of the season, right? Yeah. And uh, and you got to look at it, it, guys, like you mentioned, the transfers, guys like a Gunner Britton and an Avery Jones. Look, I know Avery had the bad snap and everything, uh, but these dudes, they've been workhorses for – you know, majority of the snaps, brother, like uh, there's been some times where Auburn's popped and uh, I think they've played their ass off, Dustin. I do uh, a, a huge improvement from where we were at last year. And one, one point I wanted to make too real quick was they've only played five games together. Yeah. So if they're all, if we're already averaging 202, we just ran the ball very well. I feel like we got, I thought that we could have ran the ball well versus AM, who has, yep. a, has a great defensive front. We just, we got away from it, truthfully. Yep. Um, and the score kind of dictated that, you know, a lot of things went into that, but still, I stick to the run when you can do it. Just, you know how I feel about that. Um, but I think that we can run the ball versus anybody. It's really hard to not feel that way now. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going up against, our next game is going up against the worst rushing defense in mm-hmm. the SEC. And also, they are, I believe, 10th, maybe 11th in the SEC in passing. Yep. And I hear all the, I'm going to hear a lot of stuff about how Robbie can't throw. Go back and look at that game last year. I believe Robbie threw for 375 yards. So, something. That LSU, yeah, that LSU defense can be caught. And if you're going to run, if they're, they're dead last in the SEC and stopping the run, Ole Miss just ran through them, bro. We should be able to go into Baton Rouge on Saturday night, and we've been able to do that. Listen, we lost a game where Kenny Irons ran for 200, right? Like, we can go in there and run the damn ball. So, for the rest of the year, you know, I spoke on it on the on the live show the other day. This has got to be the thing, dude. Like, this has got to be it. Because now we'll get into the, uh, the passing part of this. And I don't know how much the passing can be improved. I just mm-hmm. – I don't. If you're going to – if Auburn's going to – my goal – Going down this stretch here is four and three. I would like us to go four and three. That puts us at seven and five. Mm-hmm. Obviously, five and two gets you to eight and four, and that's freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not out of the question, but I haven't seen this. Obviously, there's some performances here that make me go, well, let's just roll with four and three. Uh, but if we can go four and three down this stretch, I think a big part of that is going to be running the football. You can go into Baton Rouge and win this game. There's some other things you got to do, we'll get into next week. But you're not going to do it if you don't do this. You got to keep doing this. This is the one thing that we can hang our hat on. Those running backs keep protecting the ball and don't put it on the ground like they did versus Cal or the close calls that we had versus AM. Protect the football and we'll be okay here. So, yeah, I agree with you. Big significant upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, on to the passing, Blake. We're at 156.2 a game. 
And if you take out UMass, where you didn't light it up through the air, um, and if you take out Sanford, where you clearly decide, like, that was your best game passing, but it's your FCS opponent, and you decide that we're going to air this thing out. And you still had two interceptions in the middle of that uh, big passing day. So still wasn't the cleanest-looking situation. Still didn't really come out of that game feeling too confident with our passing game. Uh, still saw things that a lot of you had to work on. And then, obviously, you go to A&M the next week, and it looks the way it looks. For me, bro, I never expected it to be – great i never expected it to be something that would light the world on fire um but if i never would have guessed that versus we what do we i don't know exactly what our total passing yards were versus cal but i know it wasn't over 150 um if you would have asked me before the season and all by week five in three of Auburn's Power Five games, will they have thrown for 200 passing yards? I would have yeah. said, hell yeah, bro, we brought in Hugh Freeze. And this isn't a total knock on Hugh Freeze. I think a lot of what's going to happen this week is <laughs> I think a lot of this, this offense is getting Hugh Freeze this week. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freezeified. I don't know the right word for it, right? But, like, I think it's going to look a lot – well, it looks different. It looked a lot different versus Georgia after Hugh said, I got my hand in it this week. Mm-hmm. And I think for the rest of the season that it's going to look a lot different I do think that's going to include dumbing down the passing game. I think he was over it, bro. I think he, I think he doesn't trust any of the quarterbacks, and I think that he doesn't trust maybe one or two of the receivers. I think you're going to see a run the ball attack and uh, just dumb down type passing game the rest of the way. I guess Blake, just how disappointed are you in it? And then, is there anything that can be done to make it better? We threw for 94 yards against Cal. So there's three power five games where you haven't gone over 100. Yeah. Uh, You know, look, I I told you the other night how disappointed I was. It was one of the biggest surprises to me Uh, just because I felt like Peyton Thorne, you know, I didn't expect him to come in and throw for 3,000 yards. All right. Like I said the other night, uh, I I didn't expect him to come in and throw for 28 touchdowns and whatever. Uh, But, this has been bad, all right. Him him getting shell shocked at A and M, I didn't expect that. All what right? are his numbers on the year? His numbers are he is fifty nine of ninety four for six hundred and forty three yards. That is a sixty two percent completion percentage. Uh, his longest throw is forty one yards. He's got four TDs, four picks, and he has been sacked thirteen times. Mm. And one thing, one thing is, let's not put all those sacks on our offensive line either. No, for sure. Let's let's don't let's don't get into that game. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess that's one reason I was so disappointed is because, oh, he holds onto the ball like it just seems like forever, you know. Like sometimes I'm just like, all right, get rid of it, get rid of it, and then it's spin move in the pocket sacked. Now he did a better job against Georgia, all right. I'm not knocking him there. The only way I really think this thing can get better, Dustin, is if we can implement the screen game a little better. Uh, and and what what happened to the what happened to the screen game that we were supposed to run like that? That's what I heard in the off season. I still don't see it. I don't see it. Like when have we when have we thrown a screen to a running back this year? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. 
Um, just short, easy throws. I feel like it was much better against Georgia. All right, but mm-hmm. I, I think we got to start early, man, and getting this dude comfortable. And then you can kind of open it up a little bit. But I agree with you. I think we need to start leaning on the run. And when we're driving it down somebody's throat, let's not try to get fancy. All right. Let's not try to get fancy. Let's keep let's keep pushing that tater in between them tackles and getting four or five yards of carry, brother. Like sometimes I just don't get it. I don't yeah. I don't get what's running through our mental. Uh but that's that's the biggest thing is I feel like our fan base too goes back and forth between Peyton and Robbie and Holden and I just I don't think whoever you put in there yeah I just think like throwing the ball isn't this team's identity and I I I, I agree with you to a point where and I know Ike touches on this a lot, if these game plans keep looking the way they've been looking, doesn't it favor Robbie a little bit? It's not even It's not even an anti-Peyton Thorne thing with that, right? Yeah. It's just if this is the game that you're going to call, yeah, have the more dynamic athlete in there. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't know. It's just going to be a struggle, man. It's going to be one of those years where Auburn has a – an elite defense. Yeah, I, I, screw it. I'll call them elite. Yeah, an elite defense. They're, they're lacking one thing, in my opinion. All right, pass rush. They can't get to the quarterback with four people. They can't. Uh, but I still think they're elite. I still think they're one of the the best defenses that I've seen this year in college football. Hmm. And I think Kirby Smart will – I think he'll comment on it. I think he'll let you know how good they are. Um, I, I think it's going to be like a 2019 year, man, where you kind of look back and you're like, dude, if we would have had a quarterback, <laughs> we're sitting here going, man, with that defense, if we would have had a quarterback, where are we at? You know, and don't get me wrong, Bo Nix, whatever. He was just a true freshman, man. He wasn't ready for the moment, not in 2019. He wasn't ready for that. All right. Uh, that's the reason there's only been, it's like the number's like less than 10 true starting quarterbacks to start in SEC history. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I hope the more the season goes, Dustin, the lesser defenses that we play besides that Alabama game, because I look at Arkansas's defense. I feel like that defense, uh, we can attack that defense. Ole Miss's defense, they dang sure hadn't showed me nothing. Um, we all know Mississippi State, they're a decent defense. Um but they spend a lot of time out on the field because their offense can't move at 10 yards. Um, and then, obviously, you're going to move the ball against Vanderbilt. You should have a day against Vanderbilt. So, I think the lesser defenses that we play moving on the rest of the year, I feel like we could have a little bit of success. But uh, it, it might be tough sledding through the air. So, I, I think we're going to have to lean uh, on that run game. Yeah. So, on time of possession on a year, we are – at 29.52, and our opponents – that's 29 minutes, 52 seconds. Yep. And our opponents are at 30 minutes and 7 seconds. So, damn near even. I would say that in these last seven games, if you can flip that a little bit, if you can get to that 35 mark, 36 mark, control that ball a little bit longer because I let off telling you, you know, we all know went down a defensive lineman, went down a guy that it helps us stop the run. That's another yep. body down, right? And 
They're going to play football. Somebody's going to get hurt versus in Baton Rouge. Somebody on defense is going to get hurt Saturday night versus LSU. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the more that, that stacks, the more this depth concern on defense will continue to rise. So help your defense out by running the ball. Let's get this. T- let's, you know, it's not bad. You're, you're damn near even there, 29-52 to 30-07. Let's bump that up by four to six minutes here and control this clock, use the new clock rules to our advantage, shorten the game, helps out with our lack of depth on both sides of the ball, truthfully. And then you kind of – you find yourself in these big in these bigger games versus these bigger opponents that are more talented than you. If you do that, you shorten the game, you find yourself in a scenario like you were in Saturday versus Georgia, and then it's just about making those big plays. Uh, let's get over here to the defensive side, Blake. Again, if you would have told me before the season that we're only giving up 128.6 points a game on the ground for yeah. rushing, I would have said, hell Yeah. Don't have the number right in front of me, but I believe that it was 172.6 last year, what we gave up defensively rushing the ball. And uh, probably all of that came versus Penn State, to be honest with you, Penn State mm-hmm. and Arkansas. But uh, yeah. big big yeah. step up here. And then uh, in passing, hey, ain't nothing changed over here. Jack boys, lockdown, DBU, whatever you want to call it, only giving up 128.6 points per game. Uh, guys are getting hurt in that secondary, and guys continue to step up. Blake, you're the talk of the War Report Network with your prediction of Jalen Simpson getting five picks. He's one away. He's doing his thing. He's at four right now. Again, we saw how important he was going out of the game versus Georgia in that fourth quarter. He should be good to go uh, versus LSU. That's good news for us. Uh, uh, so the secondary, we were all high on them in the offseason. They've lived up to the billing. Just uh, what do you think about this uh, rushing rush defense? Uh, look, I think that they have done – I think they've been leaps and bounds better than what we expected, right? Uh, that's all we heard coming out of camp was they can't stop the run. They can't stop the run. We're going to get gashed on the ground. And I think guys like like Kite, who unfortunately we just lost for the rest of the year, Marcus Harris has been playing his tail off, uh, Jason Jones plugging in there. I think our linebackers have played, for the most part, have played better than what people ex- has mm-hmm. expected. Um, and obviously our secondary is just – it's just that. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, and and the creating turnovers has been magical this year. I mean, I can't even – it felt good, brother, like not having to go, what, four games this year without seeing a turnover. Kept us um, in the game Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, and we were really close from getting another one, you know, uh, yeah. oh, man. a forearm away. So, um, th- this run defense, man. You know, it, it has its moments where we got some linebackers that might overrun a play here and there. Um, you know, we're not going to say any names, but uh, it has happened. But for the most part, uh, guys like a, a Larry Nixon the third, I think he has stepped in. And from sideline to sideline, he has been a dang beast, brother. Like, that guy can flat out get after it. And I know it started early and slow. And we were just kind of like, hey, where's he at? Where's he at? But as the season has gone on, this kid can play SEC football, and he's showing it. And obviously, Eugene Asante leading the team in tackles, having him step. Where would this defense be without nine? Where would this defense be without nine? We would we would, uh, we'd be two and three. We would have lost a cow. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Uh, but 
look, the blitz the other day against Georgia that, that I talked about the other night, I, he, he timed it up perfect. He timed it up perfect. Look, Carson Beck just made a throw, all right? And sometimes you just got to tip your cap, right? You just got to say, hey, brother, you delivered. You made the play. I made a play too, but I was just a hair late. And you stepped in and and you delivered. But he timed it up perfect. And um, I think the dude is playing himself, like Jake said the other night, I think he's playing himself on the draft boards. And uh, this, we might get a short glimpse of him hmm. on the planes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quick correction: I misspoke. I read the uh, I read the uh, what we're giving up all uh, rushing twice. I read the opponent rushing yards as the passing. I said we're giving up one twenty eight rushing and passing. We're giving up one ninety four point two yards passing per game. So just wanted to correct that if you're listening on audio. Uh, but yeah, still giving up only one ninety four. You're still giving up under two hundred yards a game passing yeah. in the year two thousand and twenty three. Unheard. Uh, yeah, like it's locked down, bro. It's locked down, and we're we're in the we're in the bottom of the SEC in pass rush. Uh, the point you've been making all year, especially, we have to create it. We don't generate it before we don't. And I hate to be this guy, but we're gonna keep saying it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen this year. You know, you need Malik Blockton. You need like you need those guys to to come we're going to that's a position we're going to have to get a couple guys out of the transfer portal as well mm-hmm. um you know we need tj Lindsay, uh a guy like um darren reed remember when i was like i really really wish that darren reed would have got maybe it's deron reed but he's a top 300 player mm-hmm. uh last year defensive lineman and i just really wanted him to get into spring ball and i'm hoping that he can crack the rotation sometime towards the end of the year not sure if we'll see it, but that's a guy that in the future is going to contribute for us. He might not be he might not be ready right now. It happens with freshmen, you know. Keldrick Falks are one in a million, and Keldrick is nowhere near what he's going to be. He's nowhere near what he's going to be. He's figuring it out, mm-hmm. putting up the 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 grades that he's putting up. He had over what, like a ninety one grade, maybe it was uh, versus A and M. Just balling, bro. Like I, Keldrick's that dude, but you need more of them. You know, you need you need four more Keldrick Falks down there. You talked about 2019 a minute ago. You get get your ass that D line. <laughs> get, get them boys right there. We need something like that, man. But uh, so the, the bodies just aren't there. The guys just aren't there to generate it with four right now. So that makes what the secondary is doing even more impressive to me. I don't see a lot of coverage bust. I don't see a lot of mistakes. Sure, it'll happen, but for the most part, man. And when young guys have to step up. Kay and Lee had to step up. Nehemiah has not got right all year. Kay and Lee was ready from the jump. Now, second day of spring practice when they were coming out saying, Kay and Lee is getting reps of the one, you kind of step back and said, all right. Okay, that's not normal. Uh, guy, last guy I heard about doing that was Carlton Davis. Uh, guy's a dude, man. Like, Kay and Lee's a dude. Caleb has stepped up and played nice. Obviously, he, he had a little situation to deal with at the beginning of the season. He had a situation he had to deal with in the offseason. He's coming on nice. Uh, he's having to play more snaps than they probably expected him to play right now. I think he's playing well. Uh, he's only going to continue to improve. And that's something that I don't want to let go unnoticed, too, Blake, is this year might not be, you know, it's not going to be what we would all, our dream scenario as Auburn fans record-wise. But, man, you got some guys that are, that are getting reps. And that's kind of that's kind of where I'm starting to fall on this wide receiver room. I know it's kind of off topic, but I'm getting to the point to where if Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter don't start showing something, 
then let Cam Brown and Amari Kelly get those reps. Let Caleb Burton get some reps because and I know he's a slot guy and Var and Jay Fair are kind of your most consistent guys in the slot. But I'm just saying, man, like at some point with some of these one-year rentals that we got basically from the portal, if they're not stepping up and performing, then let's let the young guys, mm-hmm. you know, if the season goes off the rails, which I don't think it will, will, but if it goes off the rails, you're going to hear me say, okay, holding time because you got to see what you got. Uh, I don't think we'll get to that point. Maybe the quarterback play will be so bad we get to that. I don't, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, hope I hope not. I hope not. But I'm just saying, man, that's that's something to think about as well, too. Is young guys getting reps? You know, is it ideal that Keldrick Fox about to play all the reps he's about to play? No, that's not what you would want. A true freshman coming in having to play so many reps. But it's going he's going to be better for it next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, Kay and Lee, like, <laughs> is he's getting the bumps out the way now? They're not even a whole lot of bumps. You know, uh, uh, Caleb, you know, get, figuring it out now. And uh, we're going to be dangerous, man. The young guys are getting reps. That's well, another reason why I want to see Cobb continue to get reps on, on the running back spot. I want to see Demari get back in there and get reps. And look, we thought Jarquez was going to be going pro. I think he's coming back next year if this continues this way. I don't think his his draft stock. I hate to say it has probably plummeted pretty significantly here. So uh, just a lot of stuff to think about too when you're trying to trying to look at the future. But back on topic of the defense, man. Uh, I am impressed with the only giving up 128.6 a game because, like we talked about here, lack of bodies. I think it's a lot of scheme. And I don't – it is what it is. I'm just going to say it. Right now, the defensive staff, all of them, McGriff, Etheridge, Aldridge, all the way up to Roberts, and uh, Jeremy Garrett, right, defensive line. Coach. Yeah. So all those guys. I think that they're they're coaching up. I think that everybody that is well, I don't want to say everybody, but the majority of the guys that have returned from last year's team on defense have gotten better. And mm-hmm. I believe that the guys like Larry Nixon, I think you're getting everything you can out of a Larry Nixon. Like good evaluation, got him in here. He's performing. We need him right now. He's stepping up. Great job. Coach Josh Alder is doing a great job recruiting, doing a great job of coaching the guys on the field and making them better. So I like I give the defensive staff just A plus as far as what they've done with what they have. And it's so impressive for the secondary to be this good with the lack of pass rush up front. And when guys like Keontae going down and guys like Donovan being banged up, uh you're you're depending on Nehemiah Pritchett, a, a senior five-year guy at this point, right? And he hasn't even been able to go yet. So I think that what the defensive coaches have done schematically to keep us in the games is to have this elite defense, as you call it, without elite talent, especially don't have elite depth, is is really, really impressive, man. So just kudos to the entire defensive staff from what they've been able to do so far this season and just keeping us in these ball games. And it, it gives you hope when you look at, going to Baton Rouge and saying, okay, well, their defense is sus, and if we can make some noise and keep playing D the way we've been playing, we can come out of that game with a dub. And then you look at Ole Miss at home and say, play defense the way you've been playing, and you have a chance. And then you have all those winnable games after that, and then you go into Bama and you're like, keep playing defense that way with that Jordan Hare crowd, you got a chance. And you look at Bama's offense and you say, we should be able to lock that down. So it's just uh, it gives you hope for the rest of the season. Okay, I got this one unit that I can depend on. And even though bodies keep falling, regardless of what our coaches have there, they will, we have faith in them at this point. They'll plug guys in, you know, where they belong. 
Yeah, and, you know, looking at the LSU game, Dustin, I, I know that LSU has neighbors and their receivers are electric and all that. Uh, but it, it it feeds into our secondary. And I know Jaden Daniels can use his legs, but sometimes I think he tries to use them too much. And, uh, yeah, the offense is clicking for him and everything. You know, that's great. But they still haven't been able to really run the football. Like, I don't – they're just one-dimensional to – they're one-dimensional to me – and it's Jaden Daniels using his legs in the run game. So I know it's in Baton Rouge at night, but I think Auburn has a damn good shot to win this game, more than what people are giving them credit for. Uh, their offense just has to produce. The Auburn offense has to produce. That's it. And you have the opportunity to produce because this defense just give up 700 yards to Ole Miss. <laughs> 700. LSU's right? defense, bro. LSU's. Yes, LSU's. Look, I was watching uh, Matt Matt Moscano the other day uh, mm. on ESPN Radio out of Louisiana, and he was saying that LSU fans think the 2020 LSU defense was bad. Well, welcome to 2023 because the 2023 defense is piss poor. It's all. Look, they're, they can't cover. The only person that can get to the quarterback is Harold Perkins, and I don't know what they're doing with him. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, they don't even know. Uh, no, no, like electric pass rush. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it lacked in the second half against Florida State that night to open up the year. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for Auburn to win this game, and, and you can call me a homer and. Uh, 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 an orange and blue goggle wear or whatever. I, I don't care. I, I think Auburn has a chance to go to Baton Rouge. The way this defense is playing, what you saw last Saturday, they can use this bye week to improve the passing game. And you don't have to improve it much. You ain't got to improve it much. I'm not asking you to go out here and throw for 250 yards a game. I'm asking you to go out here and throw for 175. If Auburn can throw for 175 yards and run the football, <laughs> they can win in Baton Rouge, okay? You're talking about hey, doubling up, boy. You're talking about doubling up on the passing. Hey, that's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need because your defense is going to create a turnover. Mm-hmm. Your defense is going to create a turnover. So that's all you need. I mean, yeah. I, I just – I feel like Auburn has a shot, man, and and – you know, what really hurts is, like, you look at Keontae, Dustin, and if Keontae plays in that game last Saturday, I think we win. I do. I think we win. If Keontae Scott would would have been available, I think we beat Georgia. Yeah. It, it sucks because, you know, you're not going to have him for the LSU game. You're probably not going to have him for the Ole Miss game. That's the one game where I would really like to have him. It's just – ah, man, I because – it, well, it, that that was that was the one that hurt the most, man. That was talking. I know when you're talking about need when you say throw for 175. We we'll go back to these numbers real quick. So if you're running for 202 a game, and you're passing for 156, and again that is really inflated by a Sanford game and a yeah. little bit of a, of a UMass game. Yeah. But um, if you just got that to 200, then you're averaging 200 rushing and 200 passing, and then. 
like 400 is not lighting the world on fire, but that's pretty damn balanced. And with the, turn, the turnovers you're creating on defense, you would say, all right, man. So, like, it's just with like, like you just said, man, with the way you're running the ball, if you just found a little, if you just hit some of the plays that are there, if you just hit that wheel route versus again, hit the layups, dog, hit the gimmies, and LSU is going to give them to you. And our wide receivers need to step up. Like you mentioned earlier, look, when when your leading receiver only has 198 yards through five games, and that's Jay Fair, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. 39 a game, right? 39 yards per game. Come on. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Once again, Auburn lacks – they lack potential at receiver, man. They lack the star-studded guy that can go get it. We thought Shane Hooks was going to be that guy. Guess what? We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Not knocking him, but I mean, look, I need you to make that play at A and M. All right, I need yeah. you. I need you. Uh, the game against Sanford. I know it was a risky throw. The ball bounced right off his hands, and it ended up getting picked. Like we got to catch the football, MJJ. I need you bringing that ball in on the sideline, brother. Like, we got to go out and make plays. You want to beat teams like the caliber of Georgia and LSU and Alabama, then I need our wide receivers to step up and make plays down the field. That could also help Peyton because I, I told you this a couple of weeks ago, man. It, it To me, it just looks like, do I, do I throw it? Mm-hmm. Is he going to catch it? Because you hit. <laughs> You hit you hit Cam Brown on that third and long. You hit him right in the hands out at A and M. What was that? What he run a what he run a dig route something? I can't remember. It was like third and thirteen. Yeah, and, he ran right. He ran right to the marker and came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, Peyton put it on the money and he dropped it. Come on, man. Come on. We we got to get better. The bye week is the time to improve. Because there is still something to play for in this season, Dustin. Yeah, that's why, like, I haven't been a big fan of the game plan, but I haven't, like, just gone in because it's like, well, I also see the plays that are there that aren't being made. So I just, you know, like, that's that's a good play they draw up on the wheel route to get Jay Fair wide open. You don't hit it. So how can I be mad at Philip or Hugh or whoever the hell called yeah. the play? Like, I, I just – and then they can talk about Cam Brown. It's like, all right, I'm mad at Peyton Thorne for not making the wheel route throw to Jay Fair. And then later on in the game, he makes the throw on the big third down. And the receiver that we've all been hyping up for a year and a half doesn't catch it. So, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like, I just um, – before we get into our picks for SEC, one more stat I want to kind of touch on. And these are a little bit off, like, on offense, it's like 34.89. On defense, it's like 34.97. I just rounded it both up to 35. It's basically the same thing. Um, On offense, only converting on 35% on third down. And defense getting up 35%. But but last week, it was around 25%. And then you give up 8 for 14, I believe. And really, it's the third and longs. The yeah. third and 12 stands out, but there's been some other ones this year too where we were giving up on third long and we're going to dig that dead horse up and beat him again. But lack of pass rush on third yeah. and long is kind of where that comes from. You want to drop your guys back because you know they got to pass it, but you're not generating any pressure. So then they stand there and they find the holes in the defense. 
or you're like, okay, got to get some pressure here on third down, but you can't generate it with four, so you have to bring an extra linebacker, or Ron Roberts will do it with a safety, a nickel, whatever, and then that leaves a hole, and they find that. So it's just Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't, if you can't generate pressure with four, at least sometimes on these third downs. It it happened against Sanford. Uh, I remember there was like a third and 11 or third and 12, and we ended up – I think we brought like a safety blitz, and uh, the dude just sat down in the middle of the field and said, hey – I'm open. All right. He ran about an eight yard little, little, little curl route and he sat down in there and, and he catches the ball, turns upfield, bang, first down. Third and 11. All right. That's what killed us last Saturday, too, man. We couldn't get off the field on third down. You had plenty of opportunities, especially in the second half. Uh, and third and longs, too. And Carson Beck yeah. just had all day to throw the football. Uh, I think that has to improve drastically in Baton Rouge. All right, you got to put pressure on Jaden Daniels. If you don't remember last year, Jaden Daniels crumbled under pressure. I know he grew as the year went on, right? He got better. But if you put a hand in his face, like Verse did with Florida State, first game of the year, you put a hand in his face and he will make mistakes. All right? You touch him up and he will make mistakes. We have to find a way – uh, especially on third down, man, to find pressure on the quarterback. Uh, make make them make quick throws, Dustin. That is the big thing to me. Uh, on offense, hey, it's just going to be tough sledding, brother. <laughs> it's just going to be tough sledding. Uh, it's just going to be tough sledding. I mean, we can't, we can't even get a third and one. Uh, against the number one team in the country, man, and then we line up fourth and one and can't get that. So I don't know. It, it's it's uh and it, it's a it's multiple things on offense, right? It's bad snaps. Um, it, it's miscommunication, not being able to line up right. That's a big deal to me. You know, we had to burn a timeout. Of, of what two minutes into the game the other day? Yeah, and Hugh sitting here going, "What's going on, fellas?" Like, and then, I mean, third down, you call a timeout, you think you're about to get a, you know, you think you're about to draw something up, and you come out and you run a draw or something like that, and you're just scratching your head. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think offense is just going to be – it's going to be tough sledding for the rest of the year. I agree with you. All right, we're going to get in here and make our SEC picks. Before we do – uh, quick announcements, guys. Homefield dropped some new stuff this week, man. Go over to homefieldapparel.com. If you have not used the code UPTEMPO yet, use the code all caps UPTEMPO for 15% off your first purchase. They got two new shirts that dropped uh, last weekend for the Georgia game. So go over there, get those, man. Use that code and uh, help yourself out. Get a little discount. Also, uh, go over to the warportshop.com. I continue to get people, Blake, asking me on the DMs. Uh, how can I help support you guys? I want some merch. Where's the merch at? Just got a DM about this last night. Go to the warportshop.com. Go on there and check out the uh, Level Up Uptempo t-shirt, man. Get you one of those. And things are nice. They look good. It'll help us out as well. And if you want to sign up for the memberships, you can do that. You'll see the join button somewhere there on your screen. Uh, most of y'all are having a hard time doing it on your phone, so you have to do it on your desktop. But tons of exclusive uh, content coming out for you guys. Um we're working on some stuff. I got some different ideas that we're going to do. Haven't put up a recruiting pod for this week. Uh, I'm going to make the guys up to you this weekend. I'm going to do something. Just 
like I talked, uh, our members kind of know, man, I got some health stuff going on. I have surgery coming up. Also, my girlfriend has surgery coming up. So it's just been uh, car troubles. It's just been a lot of stuff going on this week, man. So, uh, but that is, that stuff is coming out to you guys. I appreciate all y'all. And a bunch of, we're really going to work on some new stuff to, to keep pumping those out. But appreciate all you guys and the memberships. Love y'all. If uh, we've got, what, over 30, 30 members and we've only got five or six in our group chat right now on Twitter. So yeah. get in the group chat, man. Uh, we're having a good time. It's not even on game days. We're talking. We've been talking today, uh, cutting up. So if you want to get in there, man, and, and hang out with us, that's the place to do it. So hop over there. Follow us on Twitter. Our apps are right there uh, at the Uptempo Pop and Blake at DNXShot28 for me. Our members, get in there, man. We'll find you. We'll put you in the group chat. And we'll have a good time. All right. So last week, Blake made a little more separation on the picks. I rolled with AM or Arkansas over AM. I was wrong. I did go with Kentucky over Florida, got that one right. And then I also missed on what you beat me on else, Blake? Oh, right. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. I picked South Carolina. No one looked at all the statistics for how bad South Carolina was up front and still picked them. Probably mm-hmm. my worst pick of the season. So I will own mm-hmm. that one. I just wanted the Gamecocks to show me something. And they showed me something. <laughs> Didn't show me much. <laughs> it showed me much. So, uh, so Blake's 44 and 10. I'm 42 and 12. All right. I don't want to start off with the big one. I'll start off with this one. Vandy at UF. This is a boo. This is a good one. Don't miss this one. Turn on your TVs. You can't miss this one. Big SEC East battle. Who you got, Blake? You got the Gators here? I got the Gators, but I think if Billy Napier loses this game, he's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Florida, yeah. bro, if the yeah. Doors come in there and get I, this one. This would be back-to-back losses to Vandy. I'm, I'm just telling you, look, they can't stop the run. Uh, they got gashed by Ray Davis in the Kentucky Wildcats last Saturday. I picked them. I thought Florida was going to win the game. Uh, Mertz didn't play well. Uh, they're not a good football team. I don't know what happened in that Tennessee game. They just played lights out that night. And, uh, man, look, somebody called him the Cajun Harson, and I lost it. All right. They called Billy Napier the Cajun Harson. All right. I, I wish I could find it on Twitter, but it was the funniest thing uh, I have seen. Man, I died laughing. But, yeah, look, I, I, th- I think Florida – I think Florida does enough uh, on the ground. I think they're going to slimy this one up. Uh, and their two-headed backfield, uh, Vandy's just not a good defense, man. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Give me Florida. Yeah. Um, I'm only picking Florida here because they're at home. I, yeah. I'm having hit all year how I feel about Florida. This is going to be one of the last wins they get. So, I hope that they enjoy it while they get it. Uh, what you got? I, 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 you brought something up to me right there. With this could be one of the last wins I get, bro. I got booed off Twitter for saying that they could lose their last six games. All right, people clown me on SEC <laughs> Mike's uh Twitter page or whatever. I think it was him or something, bro. I got booed off Twitter for saying that they could lose their last six games. You see them. Mm. <laughs> They could lose their last Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, that that schedule is tough. And then their schedule next year is even tougher. But, bro, they think, what, at Missouri's a cakewalk? Boy, come on. 
The last three is at LSU, at Missouri, then Florida State. Thank you. And then they got Arkansas. L, uh, they got well, Arkansas and Georgia before that. Georgia, Georgia. Yep. Yeah, they got. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. The last six are at South Carolina, then Florida, or then Georgia, then Arkansas, and then uh, yeah, then at LSU, at Missouri, and then Florida State. Thank <laughs> like, you. Uh, you, know, you might win a game in there. You might you might get Arkansas or something. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me. I pick a Florida because they're at home on the Billy Napier deal. Uh, can't call him the Cajun Harson. He might be the Cajun Willie Taggart, but Harson didn't recruit. Yeah. And Billy Napier is recruiting. Now, Willie Taggart recruited. He also stepped in front of the podium and said, my players aren't listening to me anymore, yeah. which was one of the wildest outside of Gus saying, I think six and four is acceptable. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, UK, uh, Kentucky Wildcats ran it down Florida's throat last week like we talked about they're going to UGA uh, interesting game here both teams are ranked correct I know uh, I know Georgia is obviously I believe Kentucky got in there uh, I think this is going to be a close I think this will be a good one I'm going to say Georgia by 10 I think it's a, it's a it's a muddy game Georgia by 10 to 14 I think Georgia wins by 17 plus okay uh, and the reason look it might sound crazy, but I think last weekend might have been the might have been the wake up call for this Georgia team. You saw Carson Beck grow up. Mm. Kentucky doesn't have anybody that can stop Brock Bowers. All right, uh, Lad McConkey should be getting back fully healthy. Uh, the only concern I have is Georgia can't run the ball. Not a lot of success on the ground. All right. Um. I'm interested to see this Kentucky run game against this Georgia defense because we had a little success on them. So I am interested to see, can Kentucky keep it on the ground and have success? Because I'm not so sure about Devin Leary through the air. Mm -hmm. I like Georgia. This is a big one, Blake. LSU at Missouri. Mm -hmm. Uh, You pick LSU. Why? Ah. Dustin, I, I'm going to tell you why I, I picked LSU, man. It's because I think they're reeling right now. Uh, I think that one stung last weekend. And uh, I think they know that they're better than what they're showing right now. Jaden Daniels does not want to go out like this. Um, man, I think Missouri is very talented. Like, I think their offense and their defense are both pretty dang good. All right. They got playmakers on the outside on that offense. Like I said the other night, his quarterback play that great. Eh, it's shaky sometimes, but Cook can spin it here and there. All right. There's over 70% completion percentage this year. Yeah. He, Easy he, schedule. Yeah. He can, he can spin it here and there. Luther Burden, like I already said, top five receiver in the country. Um, but this LSU team, this is going to be a different animal out there at Missouri. This is going to be a different animal. Um, and I just think LSU's offense has too many playmakers, especially on the outside with neighbors. Uh, I think he could have a big day. So I think LSU rebounds. Jaden Daniels doesn't want to go out like this. Uh, I like LSU. I hear you. My re- my reservation, I pick in Missouri. My reservation I'll pick in Missouri is really nothing to do with um, with the game. I think that 
Missouri should light light them up. And I'm not saying they'll blow them out because I think that LSU is going to get theirs. But mm-hmm. Missouri should have no problem moving the ball if they don't shoot themselves on the foot. They should score forty plus. Um, are you ready for the moment? You're five and zero. You're ranked. Now people are starting to believe. All week people are starting to say, "Okay, Missouri, I see you. I see you. I'm picking you now." Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, that's my reservation with Missouri. Are they ready for this moment? Are they really about to beat LSU with all the eyes on them to improve to six and zero? But I think their offense is legit, and I think they're going to do it. Uh, LSU, and I'm leaning towards picking us to beat them. LSU is in for a stretch, bro. I, I watch. I've watched every one of their games, damn near all the way through, and I have never seen LSU defense this soft. Yeah. And I'm just a firm believer in. Programs are built on identities, and I've watched Auburn, even though the past couple of years, I watched us last year with a terrible offensive line, still mm-hmm. put out – Tank Bigsby was, what, 30 yards short of 1,000 yards, and Jarquez still had, had you know, a nice season for a backup, and that was with a bad offensive line. It's in Auburn's DNA to always run the ball. Even this year, we just talked about it at the beginning of this episode, with, with no passing attack, Auburn's averaging over 200 rushing yards a game with – a bunch of transfer portal G5 guys on the O-line. That's Auburn's – Auburn can be – if Auburn can run the football, then Auburn's always going to be in a game. Mm-hmm. I view LSU that way with defense. If yeah. LSU's playing LSU defense, then they can be in any game. But when they're not playing LSU's defense, when they're not playing fast, physical, LSU-style defense, that's what that program's built on, man. Yeah. That's what – I know that they had the one flashy year with Joe Burrow. Like – you go back and look at LSU's passing numbers from that year. Their program has never even come close to touching that before or since. That was, I don't want to say flash in the pan because they're a great program. They recruited all those guys and got them there. But just statistically that year, you had Jet Chase and Jefferson and all these studs with freaking Joe Burrow, dude, like all these guys. So that's kind of why that happened. Historically, they're built on LSU Physical, fast defense. Their defense isn't fast. Their defense isn't physical. Their defense isn't tough. If LSU is not playing LSU defense, I question the whole program. I think they got a lot more losses coming. I'm picking Missouri. Mm, love that. Love that. Uh, CBS 230 game. All eyes on the Gumps are going to the Colt. I am taking the Colt, and this is the simple reason why. I think that AM's defensive line is going to eat. I think they're going to eat. Now, if Bama wins this game, probably not going to pick against them, at least until the Iron Bowl. Yeah. but Because I've already picked against them one time, picked Ole Miss, terrible pick. But I'm going A&M here. Jimbo, you've done it one time before. Come on. Come on, Aggies. Get it done. That defensive line eats, and it's going to be a 20-17 type game, and I think that Mac Johnson is good enough to make the throws and make the plays, and I think that that defense is just going to – they're going to they're gonna give that offensive line for Bama hell, dude. I'm going with the Aggies. Jalen Milrow, show it to me on the road. That's why I'm taking A&M. Yep. Love that. Uh, Arkansas at Ole Miss, man. Uh Arkansas, what is going on? I tell you, I tell y'all every year. I, know. I mean, what are we doing hyping up Arkansas? Like, 
Why? Why do we do that? I, I don't get it. Everybody's like, oh, KJ Jefferson for the Heisman. And I'm like, man, stop. Stop. All right. He couldn't even beat BYU. All right. I said they were going nine and three. Nine and three. That's what I said. Dustin, we got to have a talk, brother. <laughs> Wait, what? Arkansas, they ain't been good but one time in my life. I know, man. I know. Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. Like, I, I thought they were going to run the ball down everybody's throat, Blake. Well, they can't because they're dog water. <laughs> um, and look, I, I think you're. I think they're traveling to Ole Miss. Uh, the way Jackson Dart and that offense is playing, Quinshawn Jenkins, um, I like them to put up a lot of points on this Arkansas team. And remember what happened to Ole Miss last year at Arkansas. You remember that? Arkansas blitzed them, bro. That was in the, the Lane Kiffin turmoil and everything and all that stuff that happened. The Arkansas students were chanting Auburn and everything. I think Ole Miss returns the favor. Mm. Yeah, is that the Cole Kublik game? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cole Kublik game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Ole Miss is going to uh, put them on them. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I know how Lane Kiffin is. He's going to take that personal. He's going to remember that. He'll talk about it before the game. Uh, he'll be throwing the clipboard, and they're going to hang up 50 to 60. And I mm, I don't know about Arkansas. I don't know. You got that I don't know how many more dubs. FIU? Yeah. FIU, maybe Mississippi State. No, man. They, they got the greatest quarterback in the world. Hey, Cam Newton 2.0. Blake's favorite. All right, Blake. <laughs> Blake's favorite comparison. 6'5 quarterback to run. Who is he? Cam Newton. God, it's so annoying, man. All right, Blake, give your final thoughts, buddy. My final thoughts. Uh, Greg Brooks, defensive back. Louisiana State University mm. uh, was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. Uh, man, prayers to you, brother. Uh, you and your family. Uh, some of the stat, some of the saddest stuff that uh, I've opened up social media to, man. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good to even talk about it. Um, Greg Brooks, man, we're, we're just praying for you. Uh, we, we hope you battle this thing, and, and, you know, we want you to have a full recovery. And, uh, look, I hate LSU. I can't stand them. Uh, the next Saturday night is going to be a battle, and I want to win it. Uh, but when it comes to a 20-year-old college student uh, who is an athlete at that school but also a human being, Dustin, and uh, dude hasn't even got to experience life yet. Uh, he has no idea, uh, you know, and uh, to, to hear that news. Uh, but one good thing is, is I did read where uh, they said that there's a high survival rate, uh, more, you know, a, a better chance of survival uh, because th they were able to go in and get the tumor and everything. And, and uh, it can't uh, it can't grow to other parts of his body. And everything. So, uh, but you know, I'm I'm just praying for the kid, man. Like uh, when I when I read that, uh, you know, only thing I can think of is I have two kids, you know, and 
I, I can't imagine for his parents, his family, all his loved ones, friends, um, tough deal. And, and, and he can't play football. You know, and that's that's one of the biggest things to him. I'm I'm sure he's sitting there going, man, I just want to play football, you know, and uh, not even worried about what's going on with his body. I'm sure the first thing that's running through his mind is, man, I want to get back out on the field. So uh, praying for him, Dustin, praying for him man, and and the LSU football family praying for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've said before, man. I've I've spent some time on that campus, and I'm not trying to make this about me at all. I just I I know a lot of people <clears throat> around that you know around the LSU family, and uh, obviously, you know, tough day for them. So yeah, praying for him. Uh, like you said, his parents, man, just a tough, tough deal for the kid. He's living out his dream. He's playing yeah. Division One football at LSU, and now all of a sudden you're uh, you're facing a life threatening situation. So it's very tough. I will say that uh, that is a very very loyal fan base over there. Uh, I know that they're they're loud and boisterous and get, get a lot of crap, but they're awesome, man. I've had a, a lot of great run-ins with LSU fans. That's like my favorite road trip in the SEC. Uh, they'll talk trash to you and then they'll feed you and make sure that you have a good time. They'll make sure that you that you're feeling good whenever you leave the tailgate. So uh, mm-hmm. I love those guys over there, man. And uh, really praying for that kid. Really praying for everybody involved with LSU, the team, and all that. I know that's tough. And I know that they're going to go out and play hard for him the rest of the year. So I'm, I'm glad that you spoke on that. We will we will definitely play for Brooks there. Um, now I'm going to switch it up with a different kind of energy. Mm. So, you know, good good thoughts there from Blake, but I got to do what I got to do. Uh, listen, so something happened today in the Auburn, I guess you would say, podcast sphere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not – we all know Charlie Five and – Jake Crane had their situation. Mm-hmm. We've had Jake on the show just on the Tuesday night live show. And, and we like Charlie five. We've had some discussions with him behind the scenes type thing. We like Charlie. He's a good dude. So yeah. we're not picking, we're not picking, this is not picking sides. This is not saying anything about anybody, but what I saw was, was I saw when, when the debate kind of, cause the episode got released this morning, shout mm-hmm. out to Zach Blackerby over at Locked on Auburn who did it and put it out. Um, and I saw this reactions, Blake. I saw reactions from people who have names like Frozen Tiger Man or Peyton Thorne's Captain Burner or something like this. And if, if this is your name, I just made those off the top of my head. So please don't take it personally. I'm not actually calling people out yet. But people like that, um, they do this. And then they, they were all crapping on Charlie Five or they were all crapping on Jake or they were crapping on both of them, right? I saw people saying this was been, this this wasn't Auburn man material and all this kind of stuff and, and and I click on these people's profiles and you don't have a your real name and you don't have your real picture so this mm-hmm. is no opinion about the episode and, and that debate and what happened not picking sides not even speaking on that I'm speaking on the people on the sidelines who don't even have a name and a face to your opinion. Because what did Jake and Charlie do today or whenever they recorded it? They put their face. They put their name. You can look those guys up. That's who they are. And they stated their opinions for knowing that you were going to respond. Anytime the camera gets turned on and you share an opinion, especially when you're passionate about it, people will respond. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. Now, we get on message boards. Like anybody else, mainly to try to find out 
any updates on recruiting or this, that, and the other, any injury update, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and sometimes we see stuff, oh, up-tempo podcast or Dustin is an idiot. And obviously I'm going to click on it. And who is it? A guy named Duke O.T. with a picture of a Snoopy dog on a message board. Call me an idiot for hating on Florida State one time. First off, brother, you got to be listening pretty hard to our podcast and our content because I rarely, rarely talk about Florida State. So, <laughs> you, like, you really got to be watching our stuff to have caught that one. Mm-hmm. All right, but appreciate your viewership. Also, a guy named Trash Panda in there, always hating on War Report, yet he pays for content. Crazy to me. Um. But we see y'all in the message boards talking all this mess. There's another guy in there, the wolf. I always, every weekend, after a show post, he talks crap about him. It's always about quarterback, too, because you don't agree with the quarterback opinion. The point I'm gonna make in here with all this is Duke OT or the wolf or trash panda. Who are you? You have no picture of yourself. You have no name. But you talk big nuts, boy. You talk big nuts, don't you? You got big nuts. But you don't want to say, but you don't want to tell me who you are. You want to hide behind the fake wall. You want to hide behind the burner. So I got sick of it because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll go to war with y'all. I don't care. It don't bother me a bit. Like y'all were lame. I'm talking specifically to people who hide behind burners and talk hard. If you have a burner because you don't want to put your, your your stuff out there, that's cool. I get that, okay? Back in the day, I had a fake Twitter that had like three followers because I just wanted to follow Auburn's official accounts. I didn't talk crap to anybody. I never called nobody out because that would be soft. Because if you're going to call somebody out, tag them, say their names, and put your face to it. So here I am. I'm Dustin Smith, born in Bruton, Alabama, raised in Pensacola, Florida. This is my face. I'm going to call you all out right now. Rico Ball Knower. His ad is at Grit CEO 69. Robbie Nine. His ad is at Red Zone Robbie. And Coach. His ad is not Coach Harzen. Okay. So the tweet that I put out was, I said, hey, all you guys talking crap about Jake and Charlie hiding behind accounts, I ain't with you. I don't get it. At least those guys stepped up to the plate and put out content. Jake puts out content every single day. Yep. He puts his opinion out every single day. Doesn't hide from it either. You know where to find Charlie Five. You know what message boards he's on. You know what day he goes on Locked On Charlie Tuesdays. You know that. You know where to find him. But Rico and his 52 followers, and he is the CEO of Company 69, I guess. He told me, because he told me I was backpedaling because I ran out of characters, right? So the second part of my tweet was, and hey, if I'm offending Frozen Tiger with this tweet, I sincerely apologize because I deeply respect the insider community, the fake insider community. That's what I said. Clear sarcasm. I'm mm-hmm. being a smart ass. If you listen, you know, nothing new. And then they all start commenting, these three people, Rico, Robbie Nine, Red Zone Robbie. Uh, I didn't know I was talking to Robbie Ashford today on Twitter. And then uh, and then Coach, at not Coach Harson here, um, mm-hmm. said I was backpedaling. Listen to me loud and clear. That second part was sarcasm, and I'm here to tell you right now, no backpedaling here. Y'all are lame. 
You're lame as hell. Combined, you three guys don't have 120 followers. But you want to act like insiders that have some kind of scoop or know something. The coach guy zoomed in on my picture and showed my, my chin hair and called me a ginger. Brother, Pawpaw came from Ireland, okay? Pawpaw came from, from Ireland, right? We're Irish. I ain't going to show you my pubes. They're spotted. There's some red ones in there, some black, some red. I don't know what to tell you. But when you start talking about people's appearance, you don't have an argument. And when you hide behind a burner account, y'all are coming at my guy Tanner. Tanner's got his picture. Tanner's got his name. Who are you? Who are you? Because if you are as attractive as you say you are, then why are you hiding behind a burner? I'm here to tell y'all again, and I'm going to tag y'all in this. You're lame. I can't stand you. You're corny as hell. No one pays any attention to you. And I'm going to block you tomorrow after I've tagged you and post you in this, but I'm not going to run scared. But I make a tweet. Don't say anything. Don't put no names or nothing. And then you pop in butthurt because I'm talking about you. I'll say it one more time. People with inside information don't have fake burner accounts. You're not an insider. And if you're not trying to pretend to be an insider and you just have a burner and you're talking crap, don't talk crap to people who are out here getting it. Okay? You pay for Twitter. Guess what? I make that 11 back off of Twitter, idiot. You got to spend money to make money. I have a real job. Me too. I work 50 hours a week. And while I'm at that job, making that money, while you're arguing on my Twitter post, you're making me more money on that. So appreciate you. It's called making money while you're making money. But I wouldn't expect anybody with 52 followers to understand that at not Coach Harson. So, so everybody that has subscribed and continues to support us, I love you guys so damn much. War Eagle, and we will be back with you guys Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time. We're out of here. War Eagle, baby.